Hello, my beautiful people. You are tuned into the Planter Podcast, where we focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose one conversation at a time. I'm your host, I'm Yoshodi, and I am so grateful that you have tuned in to the Planter Podcast. What is going on, everybody? It is your girl, Damio Shodi, the host of the Planter Podcast. Here on the Planter Podcast, we focus on faith, growth, lifestyle. So encouraging you to grow in your own personal relationship with God for yourself. I'm also helping you develop your personal growth journey. So identifying habits that may or may not be working for you and then trying to move forward with those positive habits. And then also um, lifestyle practices from physical health, mental health, and then most importantly, entrepreneurship. So this is the first episode of February. Um, you know, last month in January, I focused more on helping you build that foundational um, relationship with God, especially for those of us who are um, influencers or building platforms or trying to go farther in your career or you're a game changer in whatever area that you may be in, really keeping God at the center of that and including him in your plans and making room for him to do a work in whatever you're doing. So that was the main focus of January. Um, I also had the devotional that you can download actually for free. If you go below this episode in the, in the description box, um, you can just sign up and get the devotional for free. Five-day devotional on helping you who is just trying to make moves in this, in this our day and age um, to keep grounded in your faith, right? So in February, the theme of this month is love yourself. And yes, it correlates with Valentine's type of, you know, type of thing. So um, I, you know, I've put together episodes that are really going to help you to love who you are and be proud of who you are and help you in relational areas. So um, friendships, romantic relationships, I'm going to have some episodes um, this month on that too. So it's going to be loving yourself and then building that relationship with others. So you're going to hear things from, again, the within, the loving within, and then also um, loving people um, romantically, um, friendship level from a single standpoint, and then also from a marital standpoint. So you're going to get all of that in February. So I'm really excited for how this month is going to pan out. All right. So I try to make it a thing every episode to read a review. Um, On this episode, I'm going to read this review by Mahika Sephora. And she says, love this podcast. Very great content, inspirational. And the host, Dami, has a great sense of humor. Well, girl, thank you so much for noticing my great sense of humor. Um, I appreciate you, Mihika, um, for your support. Mihika is one of the people that have been supporting me um, since almost the beginning of um, all of this. So I really appreciate her and her review. So that being said, if you are liking the podcast and you are enjoying the content, please, please, please write a review. Um, the more reviews a planter gets, the more people will be able to see it on Apple Podcasts. And yeah, they'll, you know, whatever goodness you think you're getting from the podcast, they're also going to receive it too. So again, if you are enjoying the podcast, leave a review. All right. So on this episode, what are we doing? We are focusing on 
helping you become more proud of your gifts and not being ashamed of what you're good at. So I actually sit down with my aunt who, man, through many conversations that we've had, she's really inspired me to um, go after what I want and then also just be proud of um, who I am and what I have to offer this uh, this world, really, and understanding my gifts and my talents and how it can be applied to helping others. So I sit down with her on this episode and we just have a really good discussion about her life and where it all started for her. Um, she went from somebody who wanted to um, just be in business, wearing a suit every day, to somebody now who has owned multiple salons and then is in social work. And she really gives great insight on how to really just value who you are and value the gifts that you have and not to be, you know, wanting somebody else's gifts or thinking that your gifts are not important. Um, she really hammers that idea um, in this episode. So really just loving yourself within and loving what you have to offer. So I know that you're going to enjoy this episode and we are going to start it now. Sorry, everybody. We are back with the Planter Podcast, and I have an amazing episode for you today. Um, we're going to be talking about how to allow yourself to do what you do best. So allowing yourself to do what you do best. And I have an amazing guest on my podcast today. I would love to introduce you all to my awesome aunt, Dupe Larry Abioye. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Hi everybody. I'm pleased to be on 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 the show. My name is Mo- my name is Lanre Abioye. I have a lot of story to tell you today. Oh yes, she does, y'all. She's great. So, Auntie, tell us who you are and what you do. So, I kind of already told everybody previously about you know, who you are, but in your own words, who are you and what do you do? In my world, in my own word, who am I? Hmm. I just see myself as uh, a soul searching. I, I love hairdressing. It's a passion in my life. I would say it's a God-given gift. I started doing hairdressing when I was so little, and uh, I just see it as uh, something of pleasure, something that I love to do. Wake me up anytime, I'm ready to go, but I never see it as a career. I never see hairdressing as something that I would do and as well get paid. So my... My life dream has ever been to be on my two, four inches heel, my suit, and going straight to, to the bar or my office. That has ever been my dream. In, it, it started in the 80s. Uh, Wait, so early, we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. You're jumping ahead. <laughs> we're going to get there. <laughs> So I appreciate you. You're giving us a little bit of um, kind of an introduction to who you are and, you know, hairdressing. But also talk to us like you do something else as well. So you do hairdressing yeah. and because we're trying to set the tone yeah. for the rest of the episode. But we will get there. That's the next thing. We're going to get there to the backstory. Mm-hmm. But what else do you do as well? 
Well, I'm a counselor. I'm a social worker. I am in, let me just say, social science psychology field now. And, uh, wow, it's so interesting how the trend of life takes you from one wave to another and mm -hmm. finally get into your destination. Yeah. Right, right. So so now I counsel youth. I am a social worker. I do parenting classes. And uh, I'm just out there. Every moment is a teachable moment for me. So that's, that's where I am currently. Perfect. So now we want to know how, because like, for somebody listening, it's like, how are you going to do hairdressing? And then now you're counseling. Do you do both? Like, how does that work? So kind of just lead us on the journey to how you got to where you are today. From from the beginning. The hairdressers. You bear it from the beginning. Okay. <laughs> wow. Ah, it's been a long while, but I'll cut it short, short, short and let you, and make it brief. We want the good things, the good things. You sat me oh, down yeah. for for some time, and you and it was very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why. My, yes. My journey started from four year old when I took a drive with my dad from Lega, from Ijebu to Ibadan. So. So my father just came in for a visit, took me at the back of his car and went on this long drive. That was about four hours drive to Ibadan, where I started staying with my stepmom. However, as little as I was four, I remember clearly getting into that house and the lady showed me my room and uh, I started living with her. No form of introduction. But I just heard everybody calling her mom, mom, mom. And I called her mom. And uh, my, my father only stayed about three days and he left me there. So every little moment then is like a playback now in my head. It's like I'm watching a video. The woman would tell me, oh, you do this, do that. I was a little maid in the house. Very skinny little girl with a very high, uh, long hands to do everything in the ha house. I would do the cooking, the cleaning, with the little I can do. But the only time I have, the only break I have would be on a Sunday when I go to do my hair. She would send me to those, I mean, to the, to the hairdresser. Then I'll sit down there and just watch the old lady doing other people's hair. I'll be the first one to go, to get there, and the last one to leave there. I'll just keep watching the lady. And I remember taking a mannequin one day and just doing a razor cut. Precisely, I was about six. And I was so lost in it. I would do everything. I would, the, the, the lady has lined of mannequin head. So I would just take one from one to another. And I... I I remember that there were a lot of elderly ladies there who were married, learning in that same place. But I would just take whatever I want to do. I have this image in my head and I would just go for the mannequin and I would 
just bring the image I have in my head on the mannequin. Very creative. And I, I remember people used to look at me and say, wow, how did you? So that was how my love for hairdressing started. And it was all, every Sunday I'll be there. So every Sunday, that was the deal. I'll go in, do all the cutting, dress some, some I'll wash and style and put it back and just use my finger to wave all the curls and set all the curls and put whatever. So most of the time I use water and baby oil. I'll just play with it and I could see the drastic change in, in, in those styles that I formed. And it was never, ever planned. I just go accordingly. And one thing led me to the end of that style. And I was always fulfilled. I, as far as I could remember, I was always happy. That, wow, yes, I did that. My, my stepmom was so upset that the lateness continued. And she said, the next thing I'm going to do is to scrape your head. So she just took me to the barbers and my hair, my, oh, my hair was shaved. I was so upset. My father visited, visited then. I think this time I was around seven. So my father laid the law down. Next time she come, he comes back, my hair better be grown and plaited. So I started going back. But that took about, about four or five months before I started going back to the lady. Now... I'd already started cornrow. I'll do the cornrow. I'll do single braid. I'll do a lot of style. And there was no, not, not any form of practice for me that I can remember because I didn't have any mannequin at home. So all the practice, everything was on those mannequin head that the lady laid down for me. And the lady allowed me to start working on human head. That's some of the younger clients and sometimes the older one, they'll sit down there and I'll start. So that, this was how I, I, I started the hair. I perfected it. I was so confident in it. And whew, this is it. So how did your um, career start taking off? Like, So this is you at a very young age. So yeah. how did you start making this a profession? And did you have something that you were doing previously before um, oh, yes, doing I hair? So lead us to that point oh, yeah. as you get oh yes older. I was in school and my my dad would always say oh there, there's nothing wrong in anybody having either a niche he used to call it or a an int a, a interest or having a hobby on whatever but it's always good that when you know how when you go to school you have a handwork he would say and I just said okay some people go, go into carpentry as their own hobby, but still everyone goes to school. We have a, I mean, professional career. I, I wanted to be a lawyer and I'm like, okay, once I finish my secondary school, go into the university, I will, that's what I'm, I was going for. I got the first admission for law, but it was a pre, I was, I was, I was given a pre, like is back then they used to call it a prelim. So you do a year before commencing your, your, I mean your 
let's say the I mean the, the, the course is supposed to be four years. So you do a year like a prelim, then you start the four years. So in total you do about five years. So I was so when I look at it, I'm like five years, no, I don't want to do five years. Then I got I, I got a straight offer, got into I mean year one for business business administration. Then I'd already left Nigeria. I was in UK. So I started going to school doing I mean, my my uh, academic background was business administration. So I did that, did my master's in that. But on the side, I keep doing here. I'll never collect any penny for it. I never get paid doing here. Why? But people, I don't know. I just felt, no. And this is part of not allowing me, not allowing me to be, what destiny has for me. I just said to myself, it's so derogatory that you're a hairdresser. Is that all that you want to be? I just, I mean, part of it, part of this would be to my background because growing up in Nigeria, people who are of my age and in their 60s, which is even still reflecting up onto today, everybody wants their kid to be doctors, lawyer. If you're not a doctor, if you're not a lawyer, if you're not a world engineer, uh, if, you, if you're not going into school to do something more of that status, then you are a dropout. They consider you as a dropout. Hairdressing, to me, growing up, my parents, everybody, all around the society back then, accepted as a taboo. Mm-hmm. You can't go anywhere with hairdressing. How can you stand there and introduce yourself to people and say, oh, I'm a hairdresser. Oh, my God. That is a, just a no-no. Mm-hmm. So that is one of the reasons why I refuse to get paid. Even though you're really good. Even though I, yes. Even though I am still really, really good. So one day in, I was in UK, I did... Uh, I did one hair, it's called, uh, what was it? We used to call it by Bob Marley. This was 80, 80, um, 82, I mean, no, this was in 90, 1990. Oh my God, everybody wanted to know who this lady, who did this neat braid was. Everyone came to me and I didn't have a job. I was in England, not as a resident, as a student. I have to renew my visa every two, two years. And I, I didn't have money. So everyone wanted to do their hair. And I'm like, okay, just, just give me whatever. I did the first one. The lady gave me 120 pounds. I did the second one. She was a white lady. She gave me 400 pounds. I did the third one. The lady gave me 200 pounds. And all this, I did the braid, everything in a day, about five, five head I did. The following day, the queue was so much for about 17 days I was still braiding. After the 17th uh-huh. day, I, I counted about 7,000. After, 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 Paying all bills and everything. I, w- I had 7,000 7, in my hand, 7,000 pounds. Wow. I, I went into the closet and I cried. I said, Father, Lord, please don't make me a hairdresser. 
I took this money just because I didn't have any money now. I have vowed and promised never to earn living doing hairdressing. So I cried and uh, I said to myself, I paid my tuition. And before then I was, I mean, as a student, you go to school and then you have side job. My side job, I used to work at a bakery where they paid me $8. I used to do nursing assistant where they paid me $12. And these jobs are after school hours. So and I, then that's, that very day I said, I'm like, my God, 7,000 pounds in my hand. No, I think I want to do this. Even <laughs> after the said prayer. Right. I, I cried <laughs> and I'm like... I have to. I have, no, I'm not. I refuse to. I refuse to accept that that you are a hairdresser. I said, okay, whatever you want to call, don't call it hairdresser. But I'm gonna get paid. I, I, I want to. I want. Now I started doing it. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I will collect about five hundred, six hundred pounds. Wow. Mm. And now, and I, I, I still work. I go and do nursing assistant. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I will get 120 pounds. Mm? What? For doing those three days? For doing those three days, yes. Okay. okay. So then I, out of that, that was my turning point. I'm like, I don't care the title. I'm going to do what makes me happy. And believe me, when people are sitting on my chair, when I'm doing their hair, people tell me, I don't know what, what, what they see in me. They just tell me heart-wrenching stories. People will cry in my hand. They will laugh in my hand. And I was newly married. I didn't know what to make of all these stories people were telling me. But I found myself being able to turn around and say, look at this, look at this story. I will give them another lens to look at their stories and say to them, don't you think this is what the Lord is telling you? Can't you see the direction this is taking you? And people will look at me and say, really? Oh, I never thought of it that way. And then they'll call me back after one week that, oh, what you said, I think I'm following that path. I just see it like two friends rubbing mine together. That is all. I never saw it as a counselor or no, no, no. Mm -mm. And I still finished my business admin degree. I graduated. I got a job as a central administrator at, uh, uh, what is it called? St. Charles Hospital in, in, uh, in, in uh, where is this? This is in Ladbroke Grove in England, St. Charles Hospital. I, and I was working with the National Health Service. So they're paying good. And when I mean good, in a month, I, I collect 2,000 pounds. But that money was still not in it. I mean, when I compare it to my hairdressing, it gives me a lot. But, it, but the, the, that, that con confliction and I have in my head that, oh, my God, I don't want to be a hairdresser. That was always shutting me down. I'll go back to my uniform clothes Monday to Friday as a central administrator at St. Charles Hospital, I would dress up nicely in my suit and having my bag next to me, driving to work. It fulfilled me as a person then, not even the money. When I had my son, 
I had a calling. The boy was born with asthma. And I took her to babysitter. I took him to babysitter and everything was fine. I returned to my work after after my after my uh, what do you call it? After the the holiday I was given, I took a year off. So after my Oh, there's a name for those holidays when you're pregnant, they give to you maternity leave. Maternity leave, yeah. I mm-hmm. got that. Oh, when they I give went a year? Back, oh, wow. Okay, yeah, they give you the UK gives you a year. Oof. So, a year after I went back, I returned the boy into daycare, and uh, the babysitter was a chain smoker. I didn't know. Well, many times they would call me, the boy has attack. Got into the hospital one day. The doctor said to me, "No, we have to call in social workers. We have to take the boy away from you. You smoke with that boy." I said, "No, I don't." He said, "Well, whatever." We the social worker came in, child protection officer, and they were going to. I said, "No, you won't take my boy away from me." That was the incident that took my job away from me because I, I I'm not going to give in my child. So I left that job i took a year off work my i had a great boss and uh akim was in the hospital for about six weeks so when the boy was okay and could breathe by himself they did a home supervision for me to come and visit in the house they realized i don't smoke and i went back to the babysitter i said do you smoke he said no i don't smoke but then one of the parents told me that the, hus- the husband to the babysitter smokes. And he would lock himself in the washroom and smoke. So this, is the, this was the part of my life that took me away from my job. And now I could not trust the boy on anybody. And I have the health visitor watching me. I have the child protection officer on me. And I had to comply with every rule. Part of the rule is I came stays in the home with me, nobody else. Now the funds were getting low. How do I do it? I went back to addressing. This time around, I took a shop and I started doing it. Oh my God. I collected, I used to collect 2000 in a month, four week paycheck. And uh, when I was a um, central administrator, when I started doing my own here, I would make that in two weekends. And no, no, in one weekend, I'll make that. When I work from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No, I have my Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, $2,000. I'm working two days out of those four days. And I have another lady who's a Jamaican that works with me. So I'm like, wow. Then I started having this internal torment with myself that, so, Larry, what do you want in life? I love hairdressing. I would do this job. I would come home and still have time for my boy. I will be able to travel everywhere with my son, buy my stuff in, in using my cash. I don't use credit card. And it was so beautiful. But I keep saying to myself, no, remember, you want to be a uniform lady. You want a job, office, and this and that. When I realized that the, I, I was loving, it, it was like I'm running my own show, dummy. When I go, when I go get to my shop, 
oh my God, I have no fear of jittering. Well, anybody that sits in my in, in uh, sit in my chair, they are like it's like what you and I are doing now. They tell me their life passion. Uh, some I take on board. I know I'm going to do this. Some I connect them. I started having different kinds of professionals, friends, and my clique, and I could see what God has in promise for me there. So I'm like, no, I'm just going to stay here. After about one year, my boss wrote to me that it's time for me to be back. That was when I resigned. Oh, I had enough cash. That was the beginning of my love and for accepting what God has given me. Mm. I think I love hearing that story every time. I remember um, we spoke in what, August, July, and you were telling me that story. And it really helped me be proud of what I have to offer because it's the things that seem so easy to us that we just kind of throw away. Like, ah, it doesn't mean anything. We need to be good at this. We need to be like all my life. I thought I need to be good at math. I'm not good at math, but I tell you, I'm good at writing. I'm good at when it comes to reading comprehension or different things. I, I can do those things, but I never counted those things as important because I'm like, no, I need to be good at this thing because this is what is expected of me or this is what I need to do in order to be successful. But it's like, <laughs> you told me that story and you re- and I told you, I said, you really freed me because I was like, wow, I, I can be proud of what I'm good at. Like writing is just as important as doing science or, you know, or doing different things, which culture deems as important. (laughs) So I think that was for me, a major takeaway and uh, from your story. And then also, um, if you're on the wrong track, God will just redirect you. (laughs) Just just scoot you that. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, You've been playing too much now. Let's, let's, let's get on with the show. Yeah, yeah, because uh, let me tell you, we have come from a very indigenous background. African culture is very, very, it's rooted. Yeah. There are certain things that you just have to be. If you are not a doctor, a lawyer, a pharmacist, you are just in no place. And when you look at all mothers in my age of 50s, 50s, up and above, they want their children to be to be in this carcass of people. Yeah. Most of the time, I step out and I, people ask me, "What are you? Who are you?" I tell them, "Oh, I'm, my name is Lanre, and that's it." Oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm doing business admin. I never, until I freed myself. Don't forget, this is what we are raised with. But for you to now come out and adopt what you are not given, introduce yourself and accept that, oh, I want to be a plumber. Believe me now, I will go and learn plumber. Because plumber get more pay than (laughs) even somebody sitting their house on the chair in the office there. Yeah. That title... This is what I use to set all my children free. That listen, whatever you are good at, just go. Whatever you do effortlessly, 
It doesn't matter what your parents want you to be. Tell them, mom, dad, you can go do that. It's your life. Yes, go do it. As long as it can pay your bill and you love it. I never knew. Uh, one of my clients, I told, oh, I mean, they keep writing me, even up until now, they write to me that, oh, Larry, when are you coming to Toronto to come and do, a, I mean, we, we have wedding in August and this and that. I will tell them some, even some will pay for my flight. I'll yes. go if I have the time. Yep. But, but then some will say to, then I told one of them, one of them called me one day out of passion and said, Larry, I miss you so dearly. Our entire family miss you. Listen, what are you doing there? When are you coming home? I said, I'm doing social work. She goes, what? She said, you're already in social work. You have ever been in social The first day I sat in your chair in Toronto, I realized you're just, you'll be the greatest social worker I've ever met. I said, why? He goes, our entire family, you meant, you, you, you meant it. You're talking to my mom. You talk to my, 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 my sister. You talk. So even those kids, they, 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 they crave to be in your chair. Not even because of the touch, the soft touch you have. It's because of the listening skill. They, they will tell us, Larry will listen. Larry listens better than you, mom. So it was the hairdressing that connected me to social work. It was after, after people sitting in my chair I'm listening to their story and I'm like, how can you be touching a little kid? And the entire family will come to me, the auntie, the brother. I look at them and I relate with them. And this little kid has this big monster coming every night, every night, every night, every, every night to go to come into our room and start talking. And I'm like, no, I can't hear this and keep it. If I'm going to lose the entire family, I better, I have to do something. I spoke to one of my clients who was, a, who was then a social worker. She goes to me, Larry, you have every right. Do what you have to do. This, 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 and that is what you have to do. Calling the cops, let the kid give their own story. Or rather, if you don't want to do it like that, let's invite the mother in. When we invite the mother in, then we'll be able to. So I have a lot of them that just give me all the guidance. I have the natural instincts to listen, a God-given gift to listen. But the procedure according to the law, what and what you have to do, because this kid is a teenager, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a minor. So, and there are certain law that governs mm, minor. So they tell me, no, because she's a minor, she, they would need the parent consent. So why don't we do it like this? And with those crowd behind me, I left hairdressing and I'm like, I'm going for social work. And believe me, I have not for one day regret going into social work. Mm. Wow. I didn't know that you completely kind of left hairdressing. You don't do it a little bit now? or I still do. Because let me let you know that I have some people that will never go away. <laughs> yes. They, mm. they, they're like, no, 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 no. Like just, 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 some pray that I will never live here. I will never leave Prince George. Some are praying for me in, in Toronto that I will have to return home. Mm. Those are the chain of clients I have. Mm. 
Yeah. Even those ones in England are like, when are you coming visiting? And I'm like, okay, because I had to sell the salon with time. I sold it to the lady we work with. I will work together. So most of them, all the friends I have, they have come a long way through this path of my profession. So ask me now, who am I? I will gla- I will, I'm so glad to tell you that. The first thing I'll tell you is I'm a hairdresser. Then I'm a social worker. I'm a counselor, name it. But the truth that set me free was telling myself that, that whatever my parents want me to be, whatever the society want me to be, it's just not, it will not define who I am. Mm-hmm. You have to believe in yourself. Whatever you do, and people are giving you compliments. They are appreciating your talent for it. Please embrace it. It's going to lead you to whatever destiny. It, it, it doesn't matter if mom doesn't want you or to be associated with that title. It does not matter. You just embrace it and keep going. It will lead you to your faithful destination. We all have it. If you can't, you are, if you have not found your own, great. Keep looking. Yeah, that was another major lesson I think I learned from you. Um, that exploration is important. Just keep finding out. If you have an interest, just explore that interest and keep looking. And not not only I mean I mean not not only no don't don't ever have the fear of exploring. Mm-hmm. Even if your parent doesn't like what exactly it is or it is against one religion, as long as it's not you killing anybody or I mean yeah, <laughs> you know or prostitution, yes. But however, if it's something that really really cuts you, I mean. When you are doing it, it's like you're in a transit. You, you, you don't, I don't even feel tired. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm doing, when I'm doing here, I don't feel hungry. I, I'm so engrossed in it. It's take most of, I, it will be at the end of the day, I'll be like, wow, when the client is gone, I'll be like, why am I so tired? I'll realize I haven't had anything to eat all day because I, I don't even feel any slightest pain. I enjoy what I'm doing and I keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm. I sound like Beyonce. Like she'd be working for like three days straight, <laughs> barely eating. And I'm like, how the heck do you do that? Yeah. All but, I do is it's just drink. I drink tea. All my clients, they know that I have tea. That all I do is tea. They buy me Christmas like this, everybody is. Even two days ago, about three, four people that I did, everybody came with a little, little gift for me, chocolate, um, Baileys. That was when I remember your mom. Your mom, I'm like, oh, my God, this is for sure. It's not for me. (laughs) Every Christmas, my... I even I said to myself that there was one time I said to myself, I said, Larry, do you realize you you are not giving any anybody Christmas gift yet you are collecting from there? I'm like, no, 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 I have to go and buy something. And I keep I I bought a lot of chocolate. Oh, is, is it Ferrero Rocher? I bought quite a lot I of them. And I and I put ribbon on them. I'm like, I have to give this to everybody. The first three ladies I gave them to, they are like, no, no, Tupe, you give more. 
I'm like, what am I giving? You people are paying me for. He goes, you don't know what is it. It's like you have the when you when you have the best hairdresser that you can tell everything. It's like having the best doctor. I'm like, really that important? He said to me that you give yourself out there selflessly. You don't know what you give. I don't understand it. I don't even know the 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 the, the extent people appreciate this. How far they take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, when you're walking in purpose <laughs> or when you're walking, you're calling. It's, it's, it's a different feel. It's a different thing entirely. Because at this point now, it's not even you're chasing like a title like or money or something. It's just genuinely what you love to do. And another thing I think taking from your story is um, letting go of the titles. Letting go of like yes. your your identity is attached to this title, and I yes. fought that for a very long time. Like, oh, I have to be this because I want to be of this caliber, and I think that's the natural way of thinking in this world <laughs> and how our culture is. That your title gives you a meaning, it gives mm-hmm. you an identity, but when you're able to now free yourself from oh, I, I have to be associated with this thing. You're free to be whoever you want to be. And you're yeah. free to have your identity grounded in something deeper and rooted. Mm-hmm. So now you can speak with confidence that, yeah, this is who I am. This is my mm-hmm. identity. Because if yes. all those things go away, who are you? And that's always the scariest thing. We see it all the time that people are, you know, they're at the top one day and then tomorrow they're not there. And then, you know, their life is in turmoil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's and something else I learned from you. And another thing is um, a lot of us waste our life away searching. And what you're searching is right in front of you. But you, you look around and you say to yourself, no, it does not befit this, the, the, the family I've, I am. So you just throw it away and keep searching. What are you searching for? What you're searching is right there. I remember one of my a brother-in-law one day said to Riley that, oh, what did you want to do? The girl is like, I don't like writing notes. I don't like all those hard subjects. All I love is science. You just put the experiment together and you're good to write. Is black? Is it a black or white? And he goes, no, 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 no. You can't do that. You know, we don't have any any lawyer in this family. You should become a lawyer. <laughs> my daughter gave him this look like no uncle you can become a lawyer if you choose so no I don't have to do anything because certain title is missing from this family no I do what I want to do a lot of us attach we, 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 we keep adding title to title and title to title are we truly happy are you happy? Because in anything you do in this life, the first thing is your own happiness. When you get up in the morning, going to that place of your work, is this, is this truly what you, are you happy going? Right. That's a real question. People be dying of heart attacks, I think, early in the morning. It's like on their way to work, I think, is the most time that um, heart attacks happen. Between like mm-hmm. seven and nine a.m. or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So it is, uh, how would I say, it is what it is. I love what I do and uh, I don't even have to think, I mean, or compile any notes. It just comes to me naturally. I mean, when it's time to cancel, if it's, I mean, I don't even think about it. I'm, when it jumps out to me and I say, that's one of the reasons why I told you, Dami, that. I love what you do, but you have a God-given talent. Yeah. <laughs> you have a God-given talent. Whatever you want to do in your life, whatever you want to keep acquiring, keep gathering there, please don't miss it out. Don't ever miss canceling out of it. It's embedded in you. You do it naturally. So anything that we do... We just do. You just keep going towards it. No, no, no. It has to be. No, no. You, we have to do. And you keep using that, that word we. No, we do it like this. We, no, just let's take this step. And you're ready to take the lead to take the personal. That is you. That is you. Go for it. And you would not. By the time you get into it, you're doing it. You will see what is commanding for the joy. We'd never be able to complement the money you get, you get from it. Mm. Yup, you told me that, and I was like, what? Counseling? I never would have thought about that before. But then I looked at my life, I said, wow, Dami, you do this on the daily. <laughs> oh, like, you do that literally on every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. the current job I have now, you know, just talking with these young girls, just counseling them, talking with them, doing all this, and it just comes naturally. And I'm like, wow. I remembered what you said. I did. I did. Yep. So, Auntie, if you had one seed to plant, what would that be? And by a seed, I mean um, like a life lesson um, that you think that everybody should know. It is... It is just raising kids naturally. Look into them. They have their own natural giving. And the same thing when you have friends. See them for who they are. No matter how bad anybody is, there is still strength in them. So all, I always look into... What a little kid is, if you have a kid in your hand today, newborn, please just let the kid be and see. She's going to, the kid is going to radiate naturally from all what the vibes the kid gives. You will know who the, the, this kid is. Don't say you want to structure kid this thing in this way. No. Though we have culture, yes, teach your kid to be, don't wish any bad to anybody. Religion is in your mind, is an attitude, is what you give. Give to others what you want other people to give unto you. And look into everybody, everybody, we all have a strength. The, The seed I will plant today is, please, let people define themselves. We have that God-given definition in us. Everyone has a definition, a God-given definition. Be patient to see it. 
Don't push it away and put your own. No. The fact that this is your child does not mean you, you, you're going to define the, the child in a way because you are a doctor, so he has to follow the legacy of, of being a, uh, that legacy and carry the, the business al along that he must be a doctor. Oh, no, 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 no. Please don't put your own selfishness to lead your uh, children into, 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 into a wrong path. Because a lot, of, I have about five, five, four friends that we went to school together in UK. All their kids, they want this to be engineer. One of them was an engineering, an engineer. She did engineering in the school. The other one was a lawyer. The third one was a was a pharmacist. And all of them, up until tomorrow, when we say, they are craving for their children to take off with their own profession. No, it's not like that. No. And we always argue this point. Let them let them define let them define themselves. Don't come in and and oh, you know because we have a way that we because every kid look up to, onto their mom. We as mothers we need to learn this, and even you, every girl must learn it. That no, look into the into anybody. And see their God-given strength. If you don't have that capacity to see people's God-given strength, don't, don't, don't give them, don't give any suggestion. From the line of things they are in, either you are in school, either you are in trade, you will know that there is something that you do that comes so easy to you. Pick from that trend. Whatever you do effortlessly. You do with so much compassion. You will not even know that you do it because people will say, oh, she's so giving. Why do you give when it's, when it's not you? It's a part of you. So let everybody, let, I mean, let everybody come out with their God-given uh, definition. Don't define them. I don't want to define my kid. I, kid I, I tell them, listen, whatever you do, as long as you can pay your bill, that's all. That matters. But I can remember, if I, if I have to look back 20 years ago, somebody tells me, Larry, you are going to be a social worker. I'll be like, how much does social worker pay? Not me? No, no, no. I'm going to be a lawyer. Because this is something I struggled up onto my 30s. Even when I had my master's in business administration, I was going back. Why? Because my father always said, you have to be a lawyer. He would look at me and say, oh, you must be a lawyer. Hmm. Mm. No, don't do it. Mm. That's good. That, that's a, I like that. I like that. And I'm sure uh, many of the people listening can would want their parents to know that or if they're parents that this is um, something important for them to hear. So are there any resources that you recommend, Do you, any books, podcasts, apps, or anything that, you know, is a good resource you want to share? Huh. My resources uh, that have ever given me strength is book. Which one? And uh, uh, there is... a favorite? I have a favorite. There is one called Things Fall Apart. Oh, Chinua Achebe? It's a Chinua Achebe, Yes. That is one of the best book that I read. A lot of people will read it and tell me, "Oh, how can you how, how, how can you see it from this?" I saw that book from over thirty different perspective. Mm. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll I'll list that one. 
That's it. Chini Achebe by by I mean I mean things, things fall fall apart by Chini Achebe. Yeah. You see culture, you see human definition, you see uh, I mean your path in life. You see God giving gift. If you don't know the meaning, we're all born with a purpose, with a sense of purpose. We all have a sense of purpose. If you don't know your purpose, you still don't know it. Or you are following your friend's purpose. Oh, believe me, it won't work for you. If that's not your calling, it will not work for you. Mm. Mm, that's a good That's a good way to end this podcast. And that's so true. That is so true. Auntie, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I really appreciate you for sharing your story and really just dropping knowledge, dropping keys to life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anytime. Yep. Anytime. Anytime. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. All right, guys, that is the end of this episode. I appreciate you all for listening. Um, if you loved this episode, please, please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and or iTunes um, so people can see this podcast and learn more about it. If it helped you in any way, please leave a review. And also, if you have any questions or you like your questions to be answered on the podcast, you can email me at um, hello at theplanter.com or just DM me on Instagram. I'm always checking it. So I'll leave all the information below. But I want to thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you on the next podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Planter Podcast. If you are absolutely loving the content that the Planter is creating, well, go ahead and subscribe to the Planter on iTunes. For more updates and staying connected with me, you can also subscribe to The Planter at theplanter.com. So that's T-H-E-P-L-A-N-N-T-E-R.com. To become a part of our community, uh, you can find us on Facebook at The Planter Community to stay connected with like-minded individuals who are trying to grow just like you. And you can find The Planter on all social media handles at The Planter. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll speak to you on the next episode.